Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through to May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, Hello and welcome back to another episode of Whistler and Vancouver Places. We keep telling you all about the fun and exciting places all around Whistler and Vancouver that you must not miss. We have Dave and Graham, our authors of 111 Places in Vancouver that you must not miss. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent. We are firmly into spring now. I am really enjoying it. So this is kind of our first springtime recording, which I'm very excited about. So... Grab yes. a copy of the either book and just go out and see places. That's our that's our advice. Go out and see some places. Exactly. You know? It is perfect Friends. weather to start getting out and yep. going see places yes. now. It's COVID's kind of, you know, it's it's kind of in the downward trend. We can be free and go do things. You know, it's yeah. not gone, but it's it's almost gone. Almost there. We're getting there. But what do we got? What are we gonna talk about today, guys? What's the uh what's the go-to? Is it Whistler? Is it Vancouver? Is it somewhere in between? It's Vancouver. And okay. uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jericho Beach, but not just Jericho Beach, like, you know, oh, yeah, Jericho Beach, but <laughs> Jericho Beach from Jerry's Cove to Hippie Haven. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a tagline. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are we, what are we know, going to learn a lot, I gotta like me some hippies. A lot today? Yeah. I know you like the hippies, Mike. So I do love a, You know, I love a happening. You taught me about a happening and now I so, really love a happening. happening. This is a happening episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the start? What's a, what's a Jerry's so, Cove? Tune in. Um, well, it's actually kind of like some of the, what I like about this, the reason why I put it in the book is because it's, uh, it's I think it's got a huge amount of hidden history. Yeah, uh, it. Jericho Beach is yeah, quite well known. So there's lots of stuff that yeah. goes on. Yeah. I mean, when I first moved to Vancouver, I went to Jericho Beach and I thought, wow, look at this. It's pristine, it's beautiful. It's been like this for all time. And then after I did some research about it, I'm like, no, no, it hasn't been like this for all time <laughs> at all. You know, there's been a lot that's gone on there, but it's all like sort of gone away now. So you can't, it's not as obvious. Right. Uh, but but I, think uh, um, I just wanted to pipe in that uh, Jericho is one specific beach there, but there's Spanish banks and yep. Locarno, okay? So that whole strip from um, the University Endowment Lands, kind of where it starts to get beachy, all the way down to uh, Alma, there's actually three beaches. Uh, you know, I've, I've lived in that neighborhood for, uh, I grew up there, and uh, God, I got so many great memories from Jericho, Spanish Banks, and Locarno. Those are the three beaches. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all beautiful. It's a fantastic place to be at any time. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things, I mean, you you might know this, the origins of the name. Well, one would assume it's a biblical origin, the Battle of Jericho and a historical origin. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's completely, no. and you're gonna and you're gonna tell us. Yeah. But it's not. It's not Ben and Jerry. It's Jerry it's, Seinfeld. Jerry right? and Co. <laughs> he could Jerry have and it. Co. Jeremiah, parenthesis Jerry Rogers. Jeremiah Rogers, not Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Dave. <laughs> that's three dog. You know no, that's, no, that's uh, CCR. Yeah, no, three dog night. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I'll have to look. No, that's a trivia. I'll have to look that one up too. Uh, Jerry Rogers. He started a lumber company there, and, and it was uh, Jerry and Co. And this is no the story way. I've heard, anyways. That it was Jerry and Co. It just kind of became Jerry Co. What? Jerry, Jerry Co. Jerry Co. Beach. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the tale. I, I never would have guessed that in my life. Yeah, well, you would have thought it would have been the Battle of Jericho, which is from the Book of Joshua. Um, you know, it's biblical, but, but no, it's got nothing to do with that. It's this guy named so, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You said you, what kind of business you say you started? Umber. Ah, Umber. And what yeah. was that? Well, it's been like the 1860s. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's uh, quite quite some time back. Yeah. So if and nothing it, else, if if a listener was to tune out now, which I don't recommend, you would have learned. <laughs> You'd have gotten your money's worth because you paid nothing, <laughs> but you'd have learned something. Like you, you already your, know one you thing. You bore your friends to tears, going, "This is not named after the Battle of Jericho. This is named after Jerry. What's his last name? Rogers. Jerry Rogers, the yeah. lumber baron." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's another thing. Here's a second thing, uh, and I'll put it in the form of a question: Where was Canada's first golf course west of Ontario? Jericho Beach. Correct, Dave. <laughs> I'll you advance to the next round. Mike, you have like to be the, faster like on the buzzer. Quicker. Yeah, I have to be quicker. You got to be quicker, one. Mike. You're like the late Alex Trebek of this podcast. You really, <laughs> that was so well done the way you asked that question. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very good now. I'm ready I for the short snappers. And I'm so taking so that that's one. two things now. You could, you, could, you could stop listening now, and you would know two things. But we don't recommend Or do you want to risk it all? And it's the daily soon. double. The daily double. It's the daily double. Um, so the other thing is, uh, I'm just going to sort of go advance through time a little bit. So that was like the 1860s. And then uh, later than that, I think 1890s is when the golf course was there. In the 1920s, there was actually a flying boat station there. Oh, wow. What, yeah. What's a flying boat? Uh, float plane. It's a boat that float flies. Plane. Yeah, float plane. <laughs> so it is or, a float plane. Or a plane it's a plane that lands on the water, really. Yeah. It's not really a flying boat at all yeah no it's a plane that lands on on the water okay so but you don't have a runway you just use the water as a runway right mm-hmm. yeah float plane. Um, float plane yeah it's a flying flying boat station and that was where um i mean i don't think vancouver had a wow dave you probably know this when did vancouver get its first airport was it the 1920s did it uh... exist yet yeah it was the it was an old field out field out in sea islands yeah, and um, I'm trying to remember. It's it's in our book. We talk about the old airport. Yeah, out there. And I'm trying to remember the exact year. It doesn't come to mind. But in in any case, if you had to get from here to some of the remoter parts of the British Columbia coast, um, you would even if you did have a proper landing strip on uh, here, you wouldn't have a proper landing strip there. So you had to have the float planes to, to get around uh, the problems. Uh, yeah. But they also used it uh, like for some police work um, and for government business and, you know, to keep an eye on uh, um, rum runners and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but then, then the uh, Royal Canadian Air Force took over in 1924. And this came uh, eventually the Canadian Forces Base Jericho. Uh, and eventually the largest military trading base in Western Canada. No way, really? But this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. This was once the large site of the largest military training base in Western Canada. You would never, ever in your wildest imagination think that that was the case. You just well, really don't see any evidence. No, of that absolutely not. I mean, there is some evidence if you look for it. It's mainly gone, but as a kid, there was warehouses, big buildings, a big wharf there when I grew up in the in the sixties and seventies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, that, but the, the big deal was, and I'm not sure if you're going to get on it. So, so yes, I, I saw some of that. It's all torn down now. The wharf was left. Yeah. But a highway was going to go through there. Did you know about that, Graham? That they were they were going to build a um, there was a a huge movement to build Highway One to go out that way. A big highway. Really? Wow. Yeah. I knew about the one like from. 
Stanley Park through Gastown. But were they going to go that way too? Yeah, they were going to go that way too. Oh, what a disaster. Controversial to keep the highway out, you know, and that would have been all along the, and uh, I remember really well, the um, very, very hot topic. We don't want the highway. We need the highway. You know, we've got traffic jams on fourth and Broadway. And so that's, um, that's part of it. Yeah. Well, thank heavens that didn't happen. It is amazing that there were like, I, I never would have guessed that there was a, a military base there. Cause yeah, you like you're saying, bring yeah. go and it's so beautiful and it's such like this big open. Well, space. Got, uh, the picture, uh, picture in the book is the uh, Jericho oh. arts center. I do know that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the picture that we put in there. Uh, there's an arts center there, but you, you wouldn't know it, but that was the site of the, uh, I think it was the NCO uh, barracks. Oh, the uh, barracks. Yeah. Non-commissioned officers. Yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, I can't remember if it, if, if it was the non-commissioned officer barracks or not, but I think it was, uh, it might've been a mess hall. In any case, it looks now like it's a, a nice wooden theater, building. Is it, is it a theater yeah. now, Graham? It's a community arts center. They put on um, plays and such yep. there. It looks like a nice old wooden building and it is a nice old wooden building, but it's all, there's nothing about it that would suggest it's military heritage no. to, to you at all. So that's kind of what I mean about like, Hidden history, and then, and then there's the youth hostel. That's the that's the big one. Okay, this is where it gets exciting, Mike. Okay, you have my so attention. The, you know, this is where it gets you know, really the, you know the youth hostel. You drive down the street, you pass the youth hostel on the left. I'm sure I've soccer, seen it. And I can't. Soccer field it. is on the yeah. right. You got the sailing center in front of you. Actually, the sailing center is another piece of military do, uh, building. Is it you? Do youth hostels still resonate with young people? Like if you're night. 18 or 20 you're going to go backpacking around europe staying at youth hostels to, or do you just Definitely. get your parents to pay for a, an no. airbnb people pay for oh. there's some very fancy hostels around in the world now i've definitely stayed at some hostels that are very very luxe and it's not only just teenagers anymore i don't know about europe i hear europe's a bit of a different story but as i've traveled around uh, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in but, vancouver i imagine vancouver like being lots of people want to come to vancouver it's an expensive place to get but a the, jericho, the jericho youth hostels i mean to, to stay at a youth hostel on jericho beach you, you've landed in the, oh. the nicest part of the entire lower mainland i mean i mean what a yeah. what a great place to have a youth hostel i, I well I and so here's are. on that point dave before it was a youth hostel it was the, I think this was was the uh, NCO barracks. So flying boat station to the 1920 to 1947. 1947 to 1969, big military base. Army base was there as well. 1969, the summer of love, mm-hmm. is when they decided, ah, forget it, we're done. We'll just hand the whole thing over to the city. The city didn't really have any plans for it right away. So it's kind of sat empty for a little while. And these youth, Dave, youth, they came along and they said, look at these beaches, look at the sunshine, everything's groovy. And look at this big old empty barracks with no one in it. squatters, they squatted, took it over without paying. Yeah. Hippies. Yep. <laughs> hippies, long hair freaks. It was, there. Wouldn't they wouldn't they fit right in in the in the neighborhood at the time, right? Yeah. And they would have been right down the street from the NOM, got some great cheap food. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so they had all these hippies in there, and then the squares that were running the city at the time. Tom said, Campbell, we, Mayor Tom yeah. Campbell, the worst yeah. square. Yeah. The biggest square. <laughs> yeah. Rest his soul. I'm I remember. Sure I think good administrator, but he was a square. He yeah. really hated the hippies. I think I remember us talking. He hated about the hippies. So, he, was a, he was a hippie hater. <laughs> and so, on October fifteenth, nineteen seventy, it went down in history as the day of the Battle of Jericho. 
And this is when the city this sent in the good. law. This does not sound like they a summer of the love law, And they said, all you hippies need to get out. No, no. it's a summer of, of no. clashes and uh, you know, they violence. They sent in 250 riot police. Oh, my God. 150 RCMP officers, <laughs> a nine-man police motorcycle squad, eight military police to get these hippies out of there. How many hippies? This could have been the night. <laughs> there was a three-hour. Three. It was three. It was a bit of overkill. <laughs> Just it was five a... stoned hippies, and they oh, said the Dave's, Dave's not here, man. But um, Dave. I think this Dave. could have been the equivalent. It's not here. This could have been the equivalent in 1970 to the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa, kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Government yeah, coming over in three hours. Kind of a heavy-handed measure, you know. Yeah. Except it was over in three hours and you didn't have to declare a national emergency. But, <laughs> but they yes. said 400. I don't want this podcast to get political. Let's just move on. So that sounds like the worst. That sounds like the worst happening that I've heard about so it was, far. <laughs> it was a bad trip. Um, <laughs> They had uh, I mean more hippie hope. How many more hippie Harry, jokes can we Harry fit Krishna, into this? Harry Krishna monks were there. Uh, they had members of the Jesus People's Army were on hand. What are these? And the Vancouver Liberation Front was also represented. These are all the hippies. It was all pretty. It was it's all kind of part of that scene. Okay. Mike, you don't but, know what Hari, you know you don't know what I, Hari I know what a, I know what a Hari Krishna is. Right, I think good. from the Beatles. I think that's my reference point. Um, um, yeah. Okay. George Harrison was into that. Yeah. yeah. So it's an Eastern Indian based religion. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that it would be it's part of the Hindu sect or part of the uh, Sikh. Anyways, I mean, it's mm -hmm. very, extremely important to know that. But to say it's part of the Beatles, there, there, is, there were some elements that, that kind of led back to the Beatles, but it yeah, certainly yeah. is the Beatles religion. <laughs> no, no, not the Beatles. No, it's just my connection. Point. But you said, so there was 400 police that went in and cleared out all these hippies out of the barracks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Do and you then, remember so, this, Dave? How old were you, actually? I was 12, and I I, I, I had hair. Um, I, you're not going to believe this, but I had hair down way past my shoulders at 12 years old, and I was really into it. Like, it's my neighborhood. I was a hip, I was a young hippie. I was, a, I was a, an infant hippie. You're junior, an, infant, hippie. an infant hippie. You were training to be a hippie. Yeah. I was a hippie in training, I, yeah. and I always wanted to be a hippie, and I became a hippie uh, <laughs> later in life. And so, speaking of hippies, just a slight digression, but I noticed um, our friend uh, Eve Lazarus, mm -hmm. who uh, was our guest on uh, episode thirty-eight, she reminded uh, uh, people on Twitter this week that it was fifty-five years ago. Uh, this month, so it's actually March uh, 26th, 1967, uh, was the famous bee-in at Easter Stanley Park. Easter bee-in at Stanley Park. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So that, was just, uh, that was just a couple years, not even, actually, year and a half All right. before they had well, the Gra bee-in there. Graham loves talking about hippies, and he's gotten two hippie hits. <laughs> I got, got one more little bit. I'm going to pack this episode with trivia. Okay. So at the Stanley Park bee-in, Country Joe and the Fish were there. Yes. And you know them as a band? Oh, I know them. I know the lyrics to most of their songs. As a junior hippie, you would know that. Mike, you, you probably don't. Damn, the next no topic, idea. I have no idea and it's that. one, two, three. What are we fighting for? Don't ask me. I don't give a damn. Next stop is Vietnam. They were a very yeah. anti-Vietnam war. Very. I mean, they would have been a, a headliner because they're from San Francisco. I think. Well, they were, they were here. I think they were here in 67 and were not uh that popular woodstock had not happened yet 
They became big uh, after Woodstock. But they came uh, big afterwards. But Country um, Joe and the Fish. Country Joe and the Ooh. Fish. And so yeah. um, I know you don't want it to get political, Dave, but <laughs> I'm going to throw in here that I have read that Country Joe was a nickname of Joe Stalin um, and that uh, the fish. P-H-I-S-H or F-I-S-H? F-I-S-H came, came from uh, Mao's Little Red Book where he said the revolutionary is a fish that swims in the sea of the people. And so they thought, hey man, this would be a far out name for a band. We'll be like Country <laughs> Joe and the Fish. And it'll hey. tuned in and switched on, you'll understand the references. Graham, yeah. all I can say after that explanation is heavy. That's heavy. Like, I'm gonna have to, wow. to think about that, man. That's heavy. Anyway, that's uh to took us a little bit, uh, it took us a little bit uh off piste uh there, but um you know, what I are we talking about? Jericho Beach? Jericho Beach. So we got from Jerry's Jericho in 1860 to uh, Joe and the Fish in 1967. I don't know what the you've been battle, smoking, but we've been jumping around Beach. a lot, you know. And you know what my next question is going to be for you guys. I know what your next question is. I'm ready for it, man. Bring yeah. It, hey, lay it Who on wants me. to go first? Who's got Dave, the final thoughts? Real quick. Okay. My final thoughts are number one. Um that the pub Jerry's Cove is what most people would, would kind of uh, associate with when we talk about Jericho, Jerry's Cove. And that was one of the first neighborhood pubs in Vancouver. You didn't you used to be able to drink on Sundays. You could only have liquor if you went to a restaurant. Like what? if you went out for a drink, Tuesday night, you want to meet your friends for a beer. There yeah. were a few pubs in Vancouver or you'd go to a restaurant and have a whole meal to have a drink. The liquor laws were antiquated. And one That's of the crazy. first neighborhood pubs in 1970 was Jeremiah's, Jerry's Cove, whatever it was called. The other ones were Darby Dawes and Bimini's in that area. They're, they're both still there. They're both still there, right? Yeah, I remember going by Darby and has got the there. dog on there. Yep. But you see, and the second one, real, real quickly, just it's got nothing to do with anything. But um, when you look at the logs on Jericho Beach, they're all symmetrical. They're like hmm. um, an architect drew them with a, with a pencil on architectural paper in a line, you know? And that's not the way logs natural. I was as a kid, thought that's the way logs pulled up onto the beach <laughs> you go to the beach on the west coast of vancouver island is a there's, snarled there's... mess of them you know in a corner somewhere you know that's not the way logs are that's a hell of a lot of manicuring storing that's called log management log management i think i was there a little while ago when they were all stacked up actually yeah they put yeah, them yeah, away yeah, for they... the winter then take them out again <laughs> in the summer yeah so you're saying go for the hippie history stay for the log management I couldn't have said it better myself. And, you're um, just on a you're on a roll with don't bogart today. that joints, you know. I mean, it's been a <laughs> wild episode. So Graham, now we're over to you with your final thoughts. Well, I'm going to stick with uh, the pub theme that uh, Dave had there, okay. and I'll say um, the, there's a pub on the second floor of the Sailing Center at, uh, okay. at Jericho Beach, mm -hmm. and the Sailing Center itself is a uh, um, one of the old military uh, buildings, a legacy of the uh, um, military um, days. But it's got this balcony. You're up on the second floor and you sit out on the patio there uh, with a beer and a burger and the sunset from that place is oh, I just, imagine. I can't actually think of a better place to see the sunset in Vancouver. I know, that's, that, the Journal Center there. is the best 15 bucks beer and burger and uh, yeah. the view is like unrivaled. Yeah. The million dollar, million dollar view for a $15 meal. 
I didn't even know that you could go actually without being a, a sailing club member. Now so you is, know. You don't need to be a member. No, it's open. Aren't you glad you stayed to the end of the episode? So, Mike? I'm so glad I stuck around for the end of this because I almost left. Total about, value uh, after Jerry's. Total after value. Jerry's this go. has been a jam-packed value episode. package. Yeah. But my my final thought is actually my my big reference point for. Uh, um jericho beach is is the uh folk fest i've been to folk fest a bunch of times right. i had a friend who yeah. used to live yep. or for where it used to sure work at do. folk fest so i've been lots of times and that's kind of every time i think about jericho i think of that one kind of that weekend in uh in july and all that i'm sure there's there's a quite a lot of hippie happenings that are happening there at, at that most of the time too but one of the the keys because i used to work there in the in the summers is i always heard uh i must be at that uh the youth hostel there that that's where they uh uh, house all the musicians for the weekend so apparently oh, if you oh, ever yeah. get the chance you go to because if you can get there on uh oh, yeah. weekend there's some there's some great jams there's some great parties and there's some great stuff so i've always heard i've never got to go but i have heard that that is the place to be so if you can ever make it in there uh after you've been to uh after you've been to folk fest which is actually making its comeback they've been off for two years for covid reasons and they're coming back this july but if you are there and you do get to make it to the uh youth hostel i think uh go check it out because apparently it's uh quite a lot of fun um on that note do you guys have any any last things that you want to say you know we've That's been through last thoughts but we're good so head down to head to down to jericho beach you can't do any fishing anymore you can't take any more float planes but uh, head down, check out the view, go to the burgers, uh, burger and beer and check out the sunset and just take it all in because it's a beautiful spot like uh, like Graham and Dave were saying. So what I always say, though, is make sure that you come back next week for another episode of Whistler in Vancouver Places. We'll tell you more places around the whole Whistler in Vancouver area that you must not miss. So we'll see you next time. <laughs>